0: Hey everyone, a quick word from our friends at Philly's Nation before we get started today. If you haven't heard already, the Phillies will be playing two games against the Mets in London next June. That's right, London, England, and our friends at Fans of Philly are offering super fun travel packages with everything planned. All you have to do is pack a bag and show up. Visit fansofphilly.com, that's P-H-A-N-S, of philly.com, for details and deposits. another fine week in Phillies land, ladies, gentlemen, fanatics of all ages. Welcome to another week. Welcome to another episode of Phillies Therapy. My name is Paul Boyer. Coming off the really great spectacle that was the, the Little League Classic, Little League Showcase in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, where the Phillies mounted a late rally and fell short in dropping their weekend series to the Nationals. They still sit two and a half games clear of the wild card with a big old series coming up this week against the San Francisco Giants. Joined with me, as always, is the Athletics' Matt Gelb, who was out there in Williamsport for Sunday's festivities. Matt, how are you? Uh, You're looking
1: live at my Fairfield Inn in Hazleton, PA, where uh, I had to stop last night because... uh, decided that I could not keep driving, or else I might drive off the road because I was so tired. And uh, you know, I kind of feel, you know, how the, it, it's a long day, you know, for the players. It's 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 a fun day. Yeah, I wrote about it, uh, you know, kind of trying to capture the day. At the, you know, wrote about it at the Athletic, and you know, it it, it is extremely commercialized. Uh, yeah, and a lot of it is made for TV. Um, and even the most jaded people, like me. Uh, can can appreciate though it was some cool moments especially you know phillies in the stands cheering on a team from media that you know ended up losing that game but uh it was it was really cool i mean it was like legit it was it was not fake uh and there were a lot of interactions that i saw over the course of the day that were not fake um so i I get why mlb keeps coming back here uh i'm not so sure that they should keep repeating teams and this is the second time the phillies did it in five years and um i also think that if they Bryce Harper actually suggested this and I think he's dead on. Like if they want to do this, like they should have the, the the big league teams come on Saturday, um, you know, have a day, you know, to watch some of the games, interact with the kids have clinics or do whatever, you know, and then play the game on Sunday. Um, you know, that would require some schedule schedule finagling. But, um, I also think that team should have an off day after, after the, after the day and the nationals are actually off today. The Phillies are not, the Uh, Phillies instead, Paul have a, you know, are starting a a really big series Uh uh, at citizens bank park. And, um, they flew home last night, uh, you know, pretty quick flight from Williamsport, but uh, it was a long day and I expect him to have a, a pretty late report time today, probably like a show and go, maybe even no BP um, and uh, Gabe's Giants. Gabe's back. He's
0: back. Uh, yeah. Yes, he is. The San Francisco Giants, who are the Phillies closest competition right now for that top wild card spot. You know, just to touch on the, the literally classic well, one more time before we, we move on to sorry (laughs) the the existential no i just just, want to talk about gabe you know i know the the existential crisis that playing the giants gives me it's it's time for my my twice annual meltdown um i it really is from an outsider's perspective one of the cooler things on the baseball calendar to me and i like the little flourishes that some of the players put in you know the (laughs) the number two pencil bats oh they're so cool the bats yeah they're
1: they're, they're really cool yeah
0: um that was really great you know let, let them do more fun stuff like that at regular games I think that would be cool um you know a little bit of a shame that the Phillies end up dropping the series and you mentioned this before we started taping that every single loss the Phillies have had to the Nationals this year has been by one run yeah they, they went seven and six against the Nats oh, this year oh my god
1: uh and and six losses by one run and uh, you know, last year, if you recall, I mean, obviously the schedule was different. They played them more. The Phillies went 16-3 and yeah. uh, against Washington last year, and that was a really big reason why they made the playoffs. I mean, yeah. it might have been the reason why they ended up making the playoffs and then winning the National League pennant. So, uh, I guess the Nats got them back a little bit this year, but um, yeah, I mean, definitely a, a, a frustrating, I think, like, last 10 days or so. I mean, it goes beyond the Nats series, right? Um, yeah. You know, you had a really strong homestand that kind of petered out like with that that loss to the, the twins a the series loss but you face two good pitchers you're like all right all right toronto you go split you know you split two games and it's like one of those games was a late loss on a you know a ball that kyle shorber you know probably should have caught in left mm-hmm. field um and so then and then you drop a series of the Nats, and you know you're probably you're probably more upset about the friday game than you were the sunday game in williamsport in the friday game you get a you know, a, a big lead and then johan rojas drops yes. the ball and you're like yes. oh, man i mean like that that's a game that Phillies you know, really should have won and yeah for sure then you look up and you're like i don't know <laughs> like this is this is this is them like I, you know they 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 remain uh in in quite good standing uh with with regards to the playoff picture uh, they remain 10 games over 500 uh you know with like a 80ish 85% chance of making the playoffs like all all that stuff like trending trending in the right direction you know they come home again for a an extremely long homestand i believe it's another nine gamer
0: mm mm-hmm.
1: uh you know with the giants and a struggling cardinals team and a struggling angels team uh, that's fighting for their lives i do believe otani's gonna start one of those games in that series that'll be really cool mm. uh, but i don't know yeah i mean it's like some some maddening losses in there you know uh this that 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 five game road trip that included you know three cities and two countries uh mm. you know you, you lost three games by one run
0: yeah
1: uh, and you won two games so It's not as if they uh, are playing horrendously right now, uh, but it doesn't make it uh, any less frustrating, right?
0: No, no, definitely not. You know, we we keep talking at this time of year about how important it is to just bank the wins, you know, however you can get them. And it was a little bit unfortunate this week, but this is what this team is. And it's what they were last year in a slightly different composition. You know, like you said, you look up at the standings, they're 10 games over 500 and a 540 winning th- winning percentage through now, which is what they have at 67 and 57, is an 87-88 win pace over a full season. That is what a team of this caliber does. They drop some stupid games. They pick up a couple that they should win or shouldn't win. You know, kind of goes back and forth. In their last 10, the Phillies are 5-5. Five and five. In their last thirty, they're fifteen and fifteen. You know, <laughs> that's like, great. You know, the last twenty, they're eleven and nine. And there's the differentiator, <laughs> right? That builds up over over the course of the year, right? Your two I games over
1: that—that's perfect. Fifteen and fifteen. Yeah,
0: perfect. you know, your two games over in your in in a twenty game stretch, you pile that up eight times, and what do you have? You have a you know high eighties win team. Now th- this is what they are, and that's fine. You know, this is a team that's playoff caliber. The National League is is weak. We keep saying this. It they drop games and nobody's really making them pay for it yet I think is the big thing you know they go they go two and five since last weekend and they've barely lost any ground you know the, the other teams in this race are doing them as much of a favor as they do when they win themselves
1: yeah and it's like even if you know you want to see them win the series against the Giants but it's like even if they lose the series against the Giants you're like okay you know I, I, don't, I don't know I mean uh and we'll talk more about the giants but it's just like yeah what team do you see right now like i'm sure one of these teams is going to go on a hot streak yeah like it's bound to happen right mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I, I just i don't know i mean like the cubs are kind of interesting to me I, 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 the marlins have played better but then you know yuri Perez strikes out like 10 dodgers and they lose the game 3 to 1 and then they lose another game 3 to 1 yep uh against the dodgers so it's like i, I don't know
0: uh, yeah the the yeah. marlins the marlins are doing the thing we kind of expected them to do Granted, when you come up against the Dodgers in their annual, you know, 55 and six stretch, you know, middle middle of the season, this is what they do to everybody. But the Marlins are falling off the pace. And I think we were all kind of expecting that and and looking for that to happen. Um, They're still very much in the mix. Don't get me wrong, but they don't seem like they're that strong of a contender right now. Meanwhile, you mentioned the Giants who are rolling in and who I now begrudgingly have to start talking about they they are two games back of the Phillies for the number four seed the top wild card losing this series you're right would not would not be the biggest deal you do not want to get swept I know there's still a lot of runway but I'd rather not see these teams get flipped by the end of this series Um, but you look ahead as we tend to do and we like to do in the schedule a couple weeks out. After that Angels series, it is a it is a wild card bonanza with 3 on the road in Milwaukee, 3 on the road in San Diego, and then 3 at home against Miami before a Brave series. And you know, the Braves will probably have clinched by then, no. You they probably would, but that I mean, doesn't... That,
1: that's like, that's yeah, it's an interesting dynamic with the Braves, right? I mean, like they they're not going to play. It's it's got so many shades of like 2011 Phillies to me. Again, I right, could because they're, they're not going to play. They're going to play very few meaningful games in September. Uh, and then they're going to have like, you know, five or six days off after the season ends. Uh, you know, just, you know, and, and and they have a really good coaching staff and they have a, 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 a such a great roster. So it's like they're going to find ways to stay sharp. But yeah, um, that that would scare me. Right.
0: Sure. I, I get that. You know, a lot's being made about how all the Braves regulars are playing every day. You know, yeah, and they're maybe, gonna have chances to sit. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking, right? Like, it, this isn't gonna be a case where I don't know who's missed how many games or if anybody's in the mix for getting 162 under their belt at this point. Maybe Acuna and Riley, but there's Olsen, maybe. Um, yeah, it seems like there's little chance that they all just keep playing through to the end. They're so Probably. far out in front, they're gonna lock up the number one seed. Probably, well, I can't say that so. Uh, if the Dodgers keep doing this, though, like, do the, the Braves have to keep playing for sure the top spot? Yeah. Like, they're four games separate. The Dodgers right have also now. been
1: playing on con, you know, like the Dodgers and Cardinal Street, so they're they're not going to win every game the rest of the way. What did they have? Like, an 11 game winning streak? What is it now? 12?
0: Right. They've been doing this for how how many years now? Who's to say they won't,
1: <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah, they had an 11 game winning yeah. streak and they lost one, then they won, you know, then they swept a the double header. So, yeah,
0: so th- this is just what they do. So, I mean, it would be great. If the Braves felt like they had a little bit less to play for by the time the series rolled around, that that would be fantastic. I would take all the help I could get for sure. Um, I'm just I'm not so convinced. And (laughs) no matter who's playing for Atlanta, if they're wearing that jersey, they give this team fits. So this is a big stretch and it all starts tonight. Right. But the Phillies are at home. They have three against the Giants who I cannot figure out. I look. No, I can. look at this team right, sixty-five and fifty-nine. This is not a good team. I look at this roster, and I'm just—they just have, like, have a two-man rotation. What, <laughs> yeah, like what? How did they get to this point where they are still so not just in the mix, but in the number five seed? One hundred and twenty games in. Um, of just course, different. I'm saying this now, and I'm 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 fully accepting and stipulating that something so awful and traumatizing yes. is going to happen yes. that will make me go blind for a few minutes after a game ends. I get that. That's just what the giants do to my brain. But I look at this team and I'm just like, this doesn't, This doesn't scream playoff caliber team. It doesn't look like a team that should be this thick in the mix at this point in the year. And yet in that giants way where they just, they pluck these wins and contending teams out of the ether here they are, and they're on the doorstep of you know coming coming into the our park and potentially claiming the top wildcard spot by the time the series is over. They're just they're in that position. It's it's it doesn't make a lot of sense to look at a roster that so prominently features starting first baseman Lamont and Wade Jr. as it's you know qualified ops plus leader uh do you know who over, played shortstop for the
1: giants the last two days
0: who played shortstop the last yeah because brandon crawford's hurt who, who was playing there
1: oh, Johan oh, Camargo.
0: Yeah, I, it came to me as soon as you <laughs> yes johan camargo is back here i got That's some right. numbers for you all right okay okay we love numbers the,
1: the giants bullpen uh uh-huh. has pitched 131 and a third more innings than the phillies
0: whoa that's more than and, an inning more per game by this point. That's crazy,
1: right? And and obviously, like you know, they've been you know doing different things with their pitching. Wow, um, they have literally a two man rotation, and they use openers every other day. Basically, um, they'll use an opener in this in the in the first game of the series, and then Paul, they're calling up Kyle Harrison, who's who's you know by all counts a, a really good prospect. I think going into the season, he was like a top 20 prospect. Yeah. Um, you know, on most of the list, maybe like top 30. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, he's got decent numbers at triple a, not great. It's a Pacific coast league, you know, it's tough league it's walking I have, everybody. I have a, here's a question for you, Paul. Okay. How many times do you think this season, Kyle Harrison, who's made 21 starts? Okay. How many times do you think he's pitched more than five innings?
0: Oh, this is great. This is shades of Tim Lincecum in 2007, by the way. Um, I'm going to say in 21 starts, I'm going to say six. He's pitched more than five innings zero
1: times. Oh. He's pitched more than Uh – he's pitched four innings five times.
0: In 21 starts? Yes. So So what you're saying is – He's coming up.
1: He's coming up. He's not going to be – he's going to pitch three innings. Yeah. And, like, he's doing this in AAA. The most pitches he's thrown (laughs) – the most pitches he's thrown since July 4th is 60 really yes and So, like there's a lot of hype around this guy and, and, and he sounds it sounds like he's a you know a really good prospect it's like I, I i don't get this i don't get anything about this i don't get anything about the giants they have a good bullpen camilo Duvall is a fantastic closer yes who gabe has tried to murder it seems like at every turn and he's still there he's still standing <laughs> he threw 29 pitches and got five outs sunday he hadn't pitched in a while um you know that would be kind of interesting to see if he comes back if if there's if there's another situation for him Monday night. Yeah. Um. You know the Rodgers Twins. Uh. Yep. You know have have had you know solid years, really solid years. I love Taylor Rogers. Um, yeah. One of their best pitchers is on the paternity list. I think he's coming back at some point for the series. Ryan Walker, it's this guy who starts like three games a week for them because he just pitches like forty pitches every other day, and you know starts at, you know starts like two or three games a week for them. Um. It, it it's it is a really weird team and it's very it's 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 very Gabe. I mean, like they're trying to squeeze as much as they can out of roster. They're running like four or five different platoons. Uh, they they don't have a great roster, but they've squeezed a lot out of it. They are they are right there. Um, and, and it's going to be yes, it's going to be maddening to watch because you no no doubt there will be annoying things the Giants do, and you're going to look up and be like, why how why. Why is this team? Why
0: this is the thing I'm talking about. Okay. Ryan Walker, who you just mentioned. I I know every team has a couple of these stories throughout the year. You know, the Phillies have it with Wes Wilson homering in his first career plate appearance. Like they're sprinkled in here. I just feel like the giants do this more again. I get really, (laughs) I get, I get real super objective and fact-based when talking about the giants here, Ryan Walker, 31st round pick in 2018. coming up and doing this as a 27-year-old rookie is exactly the kind of guy I would feel like would show up you know maybe he'll be back I don't know what his deal is maybe he'll be back Tuesday or Wednesday maybe he shows up for one of the later games and you know throws two or three shutout innings you know that's what this feels like that's what the Giants say to me these guys who are just completely out of nowhere just arrive and just and who was shut like the, everything down. Who was
1: the guy who was like the epitome of that in their glory years? He was like a he was like a first baseman who floated around, and, I, and he had some big postseason hits. And I Travis Ishikawa. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Travis see? Ishikawa. That's yes. the thing. These yeah.
0: weird names just they stick with you. Ishikawa didn't even really do that to the Phillies. It's just no. the Giants as an entity have these guys who just by association achieve this mark they have a they have a corner of my brain where they just sit there and just get lodged and i just have to access them every time this this series comes up whether they're going out west or or they're they're back east when i can't claim that i'm falling asleep by the time the the disaster happens in these games um yeah and and so
1: i guess yeah it comes back to this it's like you know we we can debate this like we're, we're talking about the Giants. Sure. This is a Phillies podcast, but it, the Giants are I I do believe like the Phillies' best challenger here to get that four yeah. seed. And and honestly, yeah. like how funny would it be if they do end up matching up in Philadelphia in the first oh, week of boy. October? I mean, it would be, uh, it would be quite the thing, I think, uh, just yeah. because of all the plot lines. It would certainly, uh, be a thing. I, I I do think there's some cracks right now in the Giants' foundation, and you can see it in some of the comments and some of the, you know Gabe. Uh, has been you know pushing back on a lot of reporters it looks like and a lot of angry fans. Does mm. that sound familiar? Mm. Uh you know, Alex Wood, a veteran pitcher, you know, really critical of how uh the Giants have been using their pitchers Yes, late. Yes. Uh, you know, Brandon Crawford got pinch hit for a bunch, you know, uh the last few weeks and now he's on the injured list. Um you know just these these little things that you're like, oh I remember that. <laughs> you remember <laughs> you remember that feeling? You know what I remember it was funny because I was I was uh before the game yesterday in Williamsport, I was uh, staying with Reese Hoskins. We were just talking. Reese was, you know, sharing some funny memories, like from when he played rookie ball at Williamsport for the Crosscutters. Mm. And uh, I was saying to Reese, I said, "Do you know what I remember about the game five years ago uh, that the Phillies played uh, against the Mets? Uh, Gay was a manager, obviously. You know, it was, it was about the time where things were starting to go kind of bad.
0: Nick Pavetta got uh, shelled, August I remember. 2018.
1: Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, said to, I said to Reese, I had to double check this to remember this, but it was the first time that Gabe put Carlos Santana at third base. Uh-huh. It was in the middle of the game, and Reese started laughing, and Reese was like, it wasn't even to get me to first base. And he was right. Reese played left field in that game. He did not play first base, even though Santana played third. Do you remember who played first base so that Carlos Santana could move over to third?
0: Oh, no, I don't. I do not. Who was it? Justin Bohr. Oh, <laughs> it was that time of year oh that's right it was august i just wow what fond memories but that's <laughs> but that again that's what Gabe is trying to do netos.
1: with this with the giants roster i mean it's like it's, there's so many similarities i can see it uh oh man you, you know, people who are, who are real sickos and watch the phillies those years and really really focused on how the team was run how the roster was run you're going to have terrible flashbacks this week as you watch the giants
0: You know, and is it, is it a, is it a matter of necessity or do we think this is just how Gabe Kapler managed teams are going to be managed as long as he has a managerial position? Like is just, just what he's going to do regardless of the, of the personnel, or is this a case of the 2023 giants kind of being like the 2017 Phillies where they have all these guys who just sort of mishmash and aren't great fits for multiple positions?
1: Is this necessary? My answer would be unequivocally no. Okay. I, but but I you know, look, Farhan Zaidi is I think a, a terrific executive, and he sure. I, I think there's been a lot of criticism levied of him because they haven't gone out and gotten the big fish, and I, uh-huh. I think that's totally fair. And I think they've made some weird investments, like you know, Mitch Haniger Surprise is hurt again. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they they invested you know decent money in him, and 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 he isn't very good. Um, you know, ha- hasn't had you know, really any time on the field for them this year. You know, surprise. No. Their trade deadline was absolutely friggin' bizarre. Uh, and AJ Pollock was their big addition. He's also on the injured list again now.
0: Even bigger uh, surprise there. Yeah. I, I
1: just, yeah. I, I, so I, I think the match, you know, the pairing of Farhan and Gabe, two guys who uh, are endlessly curious and uh, willing to push the limits on just about every conventional baseball. Uh, practice uh yeah i mean this is this is what you're gonna this is the result uh and when you're winning it's fine and we saw it here like when they were winning you know and in very unusual and unexpected ways with gabe kapler as the manager it, it was fun it was interesting it was like huh like you know this isn't normal but okay it's working so i'll give it a pass for now um but but the counter to that Paul, is that like when it starts going bad it gets really 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 bad because then you have players in the clubhouse all of a sudden being like yeah. okay i could justify them using me in unusual ways when we were winning when the team was doing well but now i'm looking around and being like is this helping the team is this helping me is is any of this good and that's why i feel like the giants are on a really dangerous sort of edge here and the Phillies could really push them over Um, you know the Giants go home after this series and they play the Braves again uh, in San Francisco they just played the Braves this past weekend Atlanta then they also get the Reds after that so uh, I think it's a good team that that reminds me so much of those 2018-2019 Phillies when you got to this time of year and you're thinking is this thing really going to work
0: I, I would love to make that answer no just to be on the other side of it. It would be it would be nice, you know, just in general to put a little more space between you and your closest competition, but also to try and help me exercise some of these demons because I'm just I, I don't I don't want to feel terrible Duke level dread every time I see the Giants coming up on the schedule, I would like to be past that. It's we're going on like 15 years of this crap now. Well, uh, don't to, to exercise your demons. Don't
1: the <laughs> Phillies have to play the Giants in October de- and beat uh, them? Isn't, that, isn't no. that what happens, right? No, to avenge, I... <sighs> avenge uh, Roy Oswald as a reliever and, you know, avenge <sighs> Roy Halladay pitching with a torn
0: groin. Matt, I'm going to say no as the answer to that. I think it's very effective as a method of, of cleansing, you know, as purifying goes, I don't think it's necessary for me. I I think there is a way when you're not talking about like a divisional rival, I guess, in my case, where if you're able to string together and I'm, it, it takes some time at this point, if you're able to string together, what would have to be, you know, two seasons worth of decisive series, victories, comfortable series, victories, So, you know, when would that end up being 12 games or something like that for an East West showdown, then I could start feeling better. I don't have a memory. I can recall where the Phillies have just comfortably walked over the Giants for, you know, one year, let alone two, and let me feel a little more at ease. Maybe it means I have to stare down a playoff matchup. Maybe it means that's what I have to face maybe that is the exposure therapy that could finally do it for me <laughs> i don't know i don't really want to find out but i guess that's part of the whole thing and why we get a little bit meta at this case maybe that is the, the the kind of therapy i in particular would need to help me finally get over you know 2010 and not just 2010 but the years surrounding it in those regular seasons but really 2010 but really 2010 where things just always yeah. seem to fall off the rails at least once a series at least once a series and not even in like a fun Mets series kind of way <laughs> you know like even with the even with the Mets games going off the rails I I remember sitting and watching the 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 seven run collapse last year and just kind of laughing to The myself. Norwood game you know yeah I'm just kind of laughing like all right this is insane it just feels It felt different, even though it's a division rival who I should, by all right, hate more. That's even the right word. I have a weird approach to fandom. Such a strong word. It is such a strong word. we got (laughs) to use a little less. Um, If the Giants did that, if that happened in a Giants game, I would still be in the fetal position here a year later. (laughs) I wouldn't be recovered. And I just, I don't, I don't know what it is that just makes me react so strongly to this. So I look at this series coming up, you know, and really just hope I would, I, I want to take it. I want to win two of three. I, I would even accept if the one loss came in an insane way, you know, giving up an, a three run inside the park home run at the top of the well, ninth inning. I, I don't know. Like just concoct a nightmare. Fine. It can happen. If the Phillies win the other two games, I'd take that trade.
1: Right. So how would you feel if they if they did not win the series? Like, what, what would your kind of view of the team be? Would it be changed? Uh,
0: no, because the objective soul within me knows that things are still fine. If they drop two of three and the Giants pick up a game. There's still a game back of the Phillies in the standings, and that's really what it comes down to. You got to pick up at least one here. You can't get swept. I don't want to see a sweep. I don't want to see the teams get flipped. I don't want to see the Giants in the fourth spot after this week, uh, after the middle of this week. I just don't want to see that. That's a psychological thing that I would just rather not see as we come up into the the latter stages of August. There's still plenty of time. We talk about this a lot at this point of the year, and we've talked about it for a couple of weeks now. There's still runway. There's still time. If they do drop the series, okay. Even if they get swept, God forbid, they're still okay. But you're at home. You have a chance to put a little bit of distance between yourself and your closest competitor. Yeah. Even with the whole... You know, the ethos of being a mid to high 80s win team that we were just talking about being you don't always come through and decisively say, no, we have this. This is ours. We're going to seize it from you. We're going to put the boot on the neck kind of thing. It doesn't really feel like that's been the Phillies thing the last couple of years. Um, a little weird to say. Again, they went to the World Series. I get that. <laughs> but they, they have they have a chance here to to. You know get that stiff arm extended. Push the giants out a little bit more. Get them a little bit further back into the pack. Maybe get lapped by one or two of these other teams in the mix because it is it's six teams for three spots right now if we're excluding the Padres. And you need to bet you need to keep banking these wins. And this is a chance to do it. You're at home. You play better at home do it. The Padres
1: are 7 games under 500. It's August 21st. I'm sorry, the Padres are not going to be
0: afraid. I know. I'm losing I'm losing my grip on the Padres thing. They didn't really do anything this week. It's it's hard to look at their season right now as anything other than one of the weirdest underperformances that I I may ever see. So much talent and their positive run differential and their are oh, Do you do you
1: agree that the Giants are the, are the are the are the best challenger to the Phillies in that first round?
0: Uh, yes, because of demons, but also, <laughs> but also because I look at these other teams, I would say the Cubs are close the way the Cubs are playing right now. I just kind of have to buy out into for it. a while. Yeah, he is. He is. But if he comes back for, you know, October, then things get a little bit different there. And the way they've been playing, uh, you just, I kind of have no choice, but to think that they're, they're pretty legit. It, it's strange. You know, I wasn't expecting I mean, them to be a, in the mix like this, but
1: yeah, like the Cubs, postseason rotation would right now would be like Justin Steele Jamison Tyon Kyle
0: Hendricks if stroman's out yeah probably
1: oh man that's not
0: good well no it's, yeah. not, it's not it's I don't know what?
1: I'm I, I'm just this is about not whether they're better than the Phillies or whatever like this is me right. trying to, like Giants or Cubs like which one is a is a bigger challenger and I'm probably leaning Cubs because I think it's a much better lineup, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't know. I don't know.
0: Well, I think we can all agree still that we're not seeing any difference in the the Diamondbacks and Reds. They can kind of hit. They need to hit in order to win, and when they don't hit, well, they play like they've been playing lately. You know, the, the Diamondbacks are 8-12 in their last 20. The Reds are 7-13. and 13. Um,
1: You know what th- they
0: say. It's just... Mm. Good
1: pitching always beats good hitting in playoffs. And not you know, play. they, they it do does. say that. It does. They do say
0: that, Matt. I, I've heard that once. or. Twice and I believe before.
1: that. I do believe that that's true. I do.
0: All right. So so let's think about it then from an outsider's perspective. Okay. What would a fan of one of those other teams think when they look at the Phillies, right? Let, let's turn it the other way. We have Zach Wheeler, who's very good. And I think anybody could say, okay, yes, that, that's a guy you would not be excited to face as ideally the first starter in a playoff series. But then after that, let's get a little critical. All right. Let, let's think we're fans of other teams and let's take a slightly negative look at more than usual. I mean, I they're guess.
1: beatable. They're very beatable. They are Arters are definitely beatable. I mean, there's no question.
0: Aaron Nola has underperformed severely and his, his future now with this organization is in doubt coming up on his free agency. Taiwan Walker, you don't know what you're going to get night in, night out. Ranger is hurt again. Um, And by again, we mean for, you know, the fifth time in five years or whatever it is like he he's having a hard time staying healthy. Uh, Chris Sanchez is on a bit of a roll, but is unproven. You know, I I don't know if anybody on the outside would really think of Chris Sanchez as a name they'd be afraid of. Maybe they'd be taken by surprise. And the bullpen's been good. So I think you can say, all right, you wouldn't want to get into the late innings with, you know, a deficit. But also the lineup is in and out. They've enjoyed a nice stretch here in August, but came up on you know a bit of lackluster performances this past week. You don't necessarily think that the the names on paper are performing up to standards. Maybe maybe you come in feeling pretty good if you're an opposing fan thinking of taking on the Philly. I I don't know. Like maybe we could say the same thing about our own club that we're saying about a team like the Cubs or a team like the Giants.
1: I mean, no doubt <laughs> they're very beatable. Like I don't think. Yeah, I, I mean, I think Phillies have their flaws. I mean, it's very clear. And, like, if their star hitters aren't performing, like, it looks like a lineup that uh, can be beat. Uh, I do think out of all these teams that we've discussed, like the Phillies do have the best pitching, I think. And and I it's do think true. that that plays in October. I mean, just, a de- you know, just a, more options. Like, you know, yes, very, very reasonable, fair, and frightening questions about Aaron Noah, Like, no no doubt. Um I I do do think the Phillies have have just more guys that you could throw into a postseason game where you're like, okay, I reasonably trust this guy. I mean, I trust him a lot, but I reasonably trust this guy to get big outs in a big game uh, in October against a good team. And so I do think that that puts them a leg up. But, I yeah, no doubt. Uh, I think this is a a team very much with flaws, uh, just like they were last year, and uh, certainly beatable. I mean, it helps that Brandon Marsh is back. You know, like he, he does. was activated Sunday. Oh yeah, Jose Alvarado is going to be activated uh, on Monday, and they're 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 encouraged. Awesome. You know, really, how he came out of the the minor league games, and um, you know, I think there there's certainly a, a you know a, a level of worry with him because you just don't really know I mean, It's just been twice this year now that he's had you know some uh, elbow soreness, and so you're kind of like, okay, what, um, you know when does it come back? Or like, is he really, yeah. you know, is he really totally healed? Yeah, like, let's sure. see. Um, you know, but, but getting, uh, you know, like April Alvarado back would be, uh, would be quite good. Uh, even like 80% of that would be quite good for the Phillies. Uh, just would let them use Soto in, in different spots, middle of the game. Uh, yeah. I, I think that could, that could be a big boost for them, but uh, you know, Nolan in the first game tonight, I, uh, <laughs> You know, <laughs> yeah, that. he's got a chance. He's got a chance to, 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 uh, you know, really like turn oh, things around. I mean, this is a, that's how you have to look at it. It's an opportunity for him, yeah. and if he does not take that opportunity, then, uh, you know, it just really adds to what has
0: been uh, a disappointing season for him. Yeah, you know what? Maybe that's the angle to take. Maybe that's the angle to take here, right? Or you're you're talking about exercising the Giants demons by seeing them in the playoffs, and, and I get that. We can think of we can think of Aaron Nola potentially moving past what has been two thirds of a, of a letdown season by putting together a nice stretch run here. Right. Kind of almost in the way he had that start in Houston in the clinch game last year uh, before the world series, obviously uh, where we can start thinking about his season a little differently. Turner's doing the same thing on the offensive side right now. Right. Like we're, we're going to, we're going to think back to the August 4th standing ovation day as his turning point where he, yeah, I
1: mean, maybe this is Noah's. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. What, it, it, it's never I too mean... late to start. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe it's all for nothing. um Not nah, every, every start for Nola from here on out is a chance to start that, to start that flipping of, of the narrative that he's built up for this year. And maybe even potentially alter the course of the rest of his career whether he ends up staying in Philadelphia or not.
1: I think he would love to beat Gabe Kapler.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you? That's all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's probably a few guys in the clubhouse who are, who have circled this series. We've been looking forward to this. What's crazy minute.
1: is that there's just not, it's just like not a lot of guys left, right? Like from 19. You know, that's a good point. It's just Harper. That's a good uh, point. Harper. Uh, Nola. Romuto nola
0: yeah wheeler, wheeler? signed before, yeah no wheeler was after he was the gabe. short season yeah, yeah.
1: Dominguez, who you know who a lot of people think kepler ruined uh that's it it's like five guys four or five guys who played um, for gabe
0: the fedora crazy, huh? the fedora picture
1: the fedora game that's right yeah yeah <laughs> yes
0: mm. yeah okay so there's so many a, memories oh so many so many great memories what a good time that was, um, yeah. You know this. This is this is a different team. You're right. I, I am. I am the constant here. It, it is my own projections <laughs> and my own insecurities that well, are. Well, I no mean, Gabe
1: back. is 12 and three against the Phillies since he since he yeah. was fired.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, I know.
1: <laughs> and he will never, ever, ever admit to the games meaning a little more to him, especially the games in Philly. But uh, I bet you they do.
0: I I would think so. I mean that. To last two seasons as a manager, which hey, look, the the Phillies' recent managerial history is littered with this kind of stuff. You know, going back to Ryan Sandberg quitting, um, Joe Girardi, Joe Girardi lasted only two and a half years. You know, Kapler two years. Like it's been, it's been a tough go in the manager seat. And I would think for anybody that has this kind of like acrimonious end with a franchise, as recent Phillies managers have kind of had with this organization that if you have the chance to come back, yeah, you probably have a bit of an edge. I would think you would. I mean, unless you're the most Zen human Buddha person out there, who's just like, no, what, what will be, will be. And uh, what, you know, (laughs) what happens happens, which I don't think competitive athletes are then. Yeah, there's probably something else coming into this game from a, a, motivation side or or an emotion side i would think so i would think things would run at an extra degree or two temperature
1: i'm excited for this series see what happens i think uh
0: yeah you know well the more we've talked about it the more i'm I'm getting myself up for it and trying to challenge this uh, challenge channel this adrenaline in a I mean, good way. Yeah, I mean,
1: the Phillies don't have the best like pitching situation here. I mean, you have Noah, who you, no. you know you're hoping gives you something, mm-hmm. uh, you know, better than it's been. T- Ty Walker is going to start on Tuesday, and you know they're they're encouraged by you know they 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 do, um, you know, they measure like every bullpen these guys throw, and they don't always use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in this case, like they were they were measuring Walker to see you know if there was a little more velo, and it's 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 hard to it's like. You know, how can you get max max effort, max juice? You know, throwing a, a bullpen session in the afternoon, um, you can't. But that, but they saw some gains in the velocity in the bullpen. I think that's why they're going to go ahead and start him. You know, not put him on the IL at this point. If they put him on the IL, I don't know who would even be pitching for them. And then Michael Lorenz is going on on, a, on regular rest. Um, you know, in a Wednesday game, uh, you know, because they had to put Ranger Suarez on on the injured list.
0: I I'm a little worried about Ranger just for. Kind of a quick tangent before we, before we wrap up here, Uh, has the hamstring been bothering him for longer maybe than has been letting on because, you know, really since the calendar flipped to July, this is a guy who's not really looking so great. Uh, You can kind of tell how a start is going to go with him by whether he walks two or fewer or three. That's usually a lot my brother with him.
1: He's given up a lot of hits. There
0: have been a lot of hits too, which is also not helping things. I'm just looking at his last eight starts here. And this is coming off a really nice run, especially in June where he was fantastic. But since July, you know, strikeouts have, have dipped. He's only got 39 in 46 and change innings. He's walked 20 in those 46 and 30 innings. And this is a guy, remember, who famously walked one guy in 80 some innings in one of his first professional years and has never really been known to be much of a, a wild child or, or an erratic pitcher He usually has good control of the strike zone. To see that number kind of makes me think, oh. you know, th- two, four, six, seven of these last eight starts have been multi-walk starts.
1: It's very so, unusual for him. Has it been bothering him more than he's let on? I, I don't know because he-, he won't let on.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> okay, okay. I, actually, I
1: mean, That's I talked fair. to him for a little bit. Yeah, yesterday. Sure. I just he just I don't know. He says it's, he says it's like he said he thinks he could have kept pitching. He. He he doesn't think it's a big deal, but he, you know, I don't know. He says that he doesn't really know how it happened. He said it really only started bothering him recently. So I I don't know. Like, I guess he you have to take him at his word, but I, I agree. I mean, like, I think the even more than the walks balls, like I've just he's just been there's a lot of hits. Like He's been very hittable. Yeah. And. It's 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 a little concerning. I mean, I think he's a guy that you look at. Does he start a postseason game for them? I don't know. Um, Is he better used in that hybrid role where he can come in at any point? You know, maybe he tries to go through a lineup once as a starter or even as a reliever. Uh, Maybe the matchup is really good where you want him on a bunch of lefties. I think he's probably best deployed in that role. That though is reliant on Taiwan Walker, you know, being being in decent shape to start, you know, postseason game for you, right? Because yeah, he'd kind of yeah. be your third starter in that scenario. So, a lot of moving pieces. Um, I don't think it's the worst time to give Ranger a pause. They can sort of afford it. They have all these, you know, they have every Thursday off. Um, they have, uh, you know, I guess good thing they got Lorenzen, uh, you know, because they they would probably be looking at Nick Nelson uh, in the starting rotation right now uh, if they hadn't gotten runs and so uh, I eat crow again because I was thought that they should have had a better deadline and they should have gotten a hitter instead of a pitcher but here they are um, really needing that other pitcher so
0: yeah right yeah no it, it, it's true it's true they, they definitely need the pitching and thankfully they have it okay well I think that'll about do it for Paul's uh, twice annual existential crisis leading up to a giant series uh, the Phillies have the Giants and the Cardinals through the weekend. Before the next time we all catch up with you ahead of Mike Trout's homecoming, even though he probably won't be ready to play, I bet you he plays. Oh, you think he's going to be back?
1: Oh, yeah, that would be gonna nice. Be then. Yeah, no. Logan hoppy Mickey Moniak, and then Shohei.
0: Mickey Moniak, who unfortunately has oh my god, absolutely cratered this month after a nice little hot streak. He,
1: I couldn't believe I actually looked up his numbers the other day, and I was like, holy cow, like. <laughs> What Very happened? Bad. He he's got a 7.94 OPS now. Wait, on hold the on. Season. Dude, on wait. the season? Yeah. What?
0: Yeah, he entered August with a 9.15 OPS. His
1: oh my god.
0: His August numbers are brutal. I don't I don't even want to like read them off for fear of parental you know advisory guidance.
1: I'm just looking at like and and, and I I thought it, like like I think he's going to be a solid big leaguer. I don't think he's an everyday guy, but oh my god, he's got. 95 strikeouts and eight walks this year
0: yeah that's the biggest Holy red flag crap <laughs> it is it is the biggest red flag look you don't you don't oh need God. to be proficient in python or the r programming language to look at a guy's season stat line and when you see somebody who bare minimum is striking out in 25 percent of his plate appearances but the the higher up it goes the more you pay attention if there is an imbalance that extreme in a dude season line, you look at it, you look at somebody like Moniak, who really, this is kind of historic now at this point, even in his last season in Philadelphia and then over to the Angels, he struck out 44 times in 112 PA and walked four times. Hmm. This year, 95 to eight. That's in 270 plate appearances. He's striking out more than a third of the time. And he's walked eight times in 270. That is not a major league formula for success. There is. You can count maybe like two guys a year maybe who can make a big imbalance in strike out some walks work at the major league level. Yeah, it it like, you, know, just you gotta, doesn't got to
1: hit 40 dingers at least.
0: Yeah. You got to have more power than Moniac has. And he had a nice little power streak for sure. But th- that al- al- yeah, always, always catches yeah. up to you. Yeah. You know, look yeah. at, look at Ed Sosa. Ed Sosa did kind of uh, the same thing yeah. and he cratered. Well, he yeah. fell off hard. I mean, he has other value. But like, that, that's that's what happens on the offensive side. That That is a huge red flag. Not to get off on too much of a tangent there anyway.
1: Well, I can't wait to see him.
0: Yeah. Giants, Cardinals, Angels, big week in Wild Card land. And hopefully a big week for my mental fortitude. And I reach you next week with an intact mind. So <laughs> Matt, Matt, before we go, uh, I, you got something up on the the Literally classic, right? Anything else you got up in the athletic you'd like folks to know about?
1: Uh, I wrote a story uh, last, you know, at the end of last week, just kind of about, you know, Paul, we, you had mentioned this and it's kind of got my gears turning. So I, I credit you for this, you know, just about the production they've gotten from, oh. um, you know, like 26 and under hitters, uh, yeah. which is very unfillies like uh, they, they they don't traditionally get this kind of production from younger hitters and I, I'm reluctant to call, like, you know, Alcabone just turned 27. Like, is he is he a young hitter? Not really. I mean, like, he's probably sure. in his prime years, but he's played, this is his age 26 season. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was, it was a, I really enjoyed, like, getting perspective from Kevin Long and Bryce Harper. Uh, you know, just, just, I remember vividly, you know, Bryce calling out the organization really after the, the 2021 season. He's like, you know, we need, like, we need to develop hitters better. Like, we need more yeah. Homegrown hitters, young hitters. And, you know, uh, two years later, really that, that's come coming to fruition. And they've got three solid guys, uh, including Brandon Marsh, uh, you know, who have been quite productive for them this season. And, and, and you really look at the, the whole of the season. And obviously, their stars need to be better. And they've been better of late, generally. Um, but when you look back, I think what we're going to remember is the younger hitters, you're really picking those guys up uh, for a good portion of the season.
0: Beautiful. Go check out Matt's stuff at theathletic.com. Thanks, as always, to all of you for checking in with us and hanging with us for another fun, objective, completely fact-based and emotionless session as we get ready for the Giants. Whoopee! For Matt, I am Paul. Have a great week. We'll see you next week.